Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Episode 7 of the Drink It 007. I always forget that part. 007 of the Drink It Over podcast. I can't wait until we get into double-digit numbers and I can just say... Episode 10, I mean, episode 11. Do you have to do the zero zero? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But anyway, the voice you hear is once again my lovely wife, Bethany, here at the bar. Hello. And how's it going? Good. How's it going for you? Good. Messing with this audio, see if we can get some things figured out. Mm-hmm. But welcome back. Happy to have you back if you are listening. Um, yeah. Got a got a good one for you today. We, uh, for those of you who don't know us, what are we, Bethany? We're a couple of millennial dinks that don't. live in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, which so. dinks are double income, no kids. So we can do pretty much whatever we want. So we get to sit around and talk about anything at this point and in that's life, what, and that's what we're going to do <laughs> today. Special surprise uh, today. I got to pick the drink you today. Did. Yes. I got to make the drink. Yes. First time ever on my own podcast that I got to make the drink. But lots of pressure. Lots on you. of pressure. There is a story behind this drink. So I'm gonna dig right into this beautiful drink that we have in front of us. Should we try it first before you tell a story? Or? No, I wanna oh, I wanna really? tell the story first. Oh, yes. okay. Oh my. Well this is real fancy. The drink that you have in front of you and then I'll post at some point on our social media um this drink came i I read a story and i'm sure a lot of people out there maybe listening may have heard a similar the same story but i caught wind of this story from mike rowe you know mike rowe no dirty jobs guy opposed to dirty jobs and just like america's conscience yeah um put a story up this was a month or two ago um he was in a bar he was ordering a drink an older gentleman came to the bar, handed the bartender a business card size card, didn't say anything. The bartender says something to the effect of, you got it, I'll do it. Comes back with a drink very similar to the one sitting in front of you now. Mm-hmm. A, a pink drink in a tall glass, iced, very not what you expect a 90-year-old man to come into the bar and drink let alone have on, on a business card. Um, this man's name, the, the drink is called the Clint. Mm-hmm. It's after a man named Clint Hill. Do you know anything about Clint Hill? No. Clint Hill is... Should a, I? You act like I should know. I think you will once you I get into the, the okay. real quick story. Right. Okay. The story of Clint Hill is basically he is a retired Secret Service agent um, who he... He served under five U.S. presidents in his career, um, ranging from Dwight D. Eisenhower, Gerald Ford, um, John F. Kennedy. There are a couple others that I'm losing track of right now. He is most famous for, unfortunately, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Texas, he is the man that dove on top of the First Lady as oh. all this stuff was happening. Oh, so, so he like saved her basically. Yeah, yeah. In you the know? midst of all yeah. this craziness, he was the one to jump wow. on top of the first lady. So this a man this cool gets to drink whatever he wants to drink. Mm-hmm. So I say we see what the Clint is all about. 
What bar was this at that I don't, this took place? Like I, where in the country? I should it was say. in the United States. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, but sure. not where? You don't know where? Okay. No, I'm not exactly sure. And Mike Rowe was the one who published this or what? Well, he wrote the, the, the story. The story behind it. I mean, okay. I, I think this guy is like, this Clint Hill has like gone on to be a speaker and mm-hmm. write some books about his days in the Secret Service and the JFK assassination, his experience with that especially, but mm-hmm. but it was just by chance that he ran into him at this bar. So okay. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting story, yeah. just uh, the longevity. He's 80. I just looked up his age. He's 87 years old mm-hmm. to serve under five U.S. presidents. Some To see some of the shit that he's probably seen is probably remarkable. Mm-hmm. So I figure a man like that, no better way than on this Rinky Dink podcast to make his drink in honor <laughs> in the, honor of him in honor of Clint Hill. So okay, we give it a try. Yeah, and then you have to tell everyone what's in it, I guess, huh? Yeah. All right, let's see what see what it see what it is. Cheers. Cheers. You don't like it. Talk to me. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> um, if I should judge it. Like, did you do you feel like you gave it your best making this drink? Like, did you use the uh, the uh, pr- the proper tools? <laughs> I mean, it called. Did you for, mix it? it called, yeah, it called for two shots of Campari, mm-hmm. which is a look like a liqueur. Mm-hmm. It called for one shot of vodka. Mm-hmm. So I used Tito's mm-hmm. uh, soda water. Mm-hmm. And ice. So I don't know that there was really... Did you mix it in a shaker? Or how no. did you mix it? I poured it all in the glass, poured the soda water in the glass, and stirred it with a straw. <laughs> <clears throat> it's okay. It's it's more bitter than I was expecting. Yeah. It's very bitter. Yeah, not super sweet, but um, not, not, so, not real dry either. Yeah, but I, I'm sure it's the Campari gives it that pinkish hue yeah that's exactly what it is yeah i um this is just my own preference i i like a lot of ice and drinks any kind of drinks and there's just not a lot here but uh good job (laughs) (laughs) would you drink it again i don't know if i would i just if i'm gonna have that this many sugar and carbs in my alcohol i want to taste it and this is like i was surprised I thought there it would be sweeter with the Campari yeah. having so much sugar and well, carbs. Well, I did get I did get a, I, yeah. a Campari substitute that was less knowing that a you're less, yeah, a little less sugar, yeah. not as sweet as so maybe with all the regular ingredients it would be Was it a substitute? I thought it was legit Campari. Well, well it's it, it's just a I can't remember the name. It's not actual Campari, but it's oh. it's the, Pretty much the same. It's the same thing, yeah. except it's less sugar, a little okay. less alcohol content in oh, okay. it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, it's so, yeah. fine. It's so, yeah, good. it's nice. good. I mean, well, you had to have a drink at some point because yeah. I kept making all of them. So, I was going to get whiskey. <laughs> I didn't know how you would react to that. So, uh, next if you time, d- if you do that, you better get some like fancy ice cubes to go in it. Like you know how they do time, that with yeah. straight up whiskey. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Cool. So. Cheers to you, Clint, Clinton Thank you J. For your Hill. Service, Thank you sir. for your service. I know you'll probably never hear this or whatever, How but special. But I thought it interesting and yeah. wanted to try it. So sure. So we had a a fun weekend. Yeah. 
I mean, outside of all the basketball that we watched for four days straight. Uh-huh. But um, we... I don't think we did anything else, did we? we well, we watched the documentary. <laughs> basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we watched the documentary. Oh, yeah. This was kind of your idea. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us what we watched. I love documentaries, but I'm very much a true crime yeah. mystery. I don't get in as much to some of the like this typically this documentary that we watched would not have been something i chose to watch on my own but you wanted you were interested in it i vaguely just to break it down what what was the documentary what did we watch it was um what was it out for blood is Hold it called on, out I for think, blood what I was the exact it. name i think i Sorry. got it the inventor, the inventor out for blood in silicon valley yes yeah so it was about um What's her name? I forget. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Thank you. She's should have been more prepared for this. <laughs> uh, we're only going to come and talk about it. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, who was a Stanford dropout, she mm-hmm. went to school for a, I think a year, two at most. Yeah, dropped out and um, went to Silicon Valley and started up a biotech company that was going to revolutionize the way in which. Um, labs are drawn and analyzed for, for blood tests and so forth that you have, you know, whether you're mm-hmm. the doctor or whoever orders it for you. Um, and so th- the whole documentary was about how it got started and then what took place because what happened recently with her is that she was charged on, I forget how many counts, over 10 counts of fraud and um, – like wire fraud and different yeah. things for lying to investors about her her company, mm-hmm. um, and it was a documentary that was done on HBO. So if you have HBO, it might be fun yeah, to watch. Give it a check. But it's a couple. It's hour. about two it's hours. About two hours. Um, I really wanted to watch it because I've always been in healthcare IT as a career, and so I was kind of. Already, I already heard of her a little bit. This person, this Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of interested in wanting to get like the background. Cause all I heard was at a high level about her when she first got on the scene. And then of course, what happened recently with the scandalous, like her getting charged and stuff, but yeah. I didn't really know the whole backstory and everything. Yeah. So kind of crazy. Um, it is crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. How many people she duped into just buying into. Yeah. The idea of... Well, yeah. What, what I found really interesting about the way the documentary kind of got started is that, and I don't want to give away too much if you want to watch it, but I don't think this is giving away anything. Um, they made a lot of comparisons with her and, and inventors of the past, like yeah. Edison. And what was interesting about that is they talked about how like even Edison kind of misled the public at how far along his invention of the light bulb was yeah. until it actually worked. Right. And so what this documentary was kind of talking about was the fact that a lot of genius inventors might take a long time to get it right. And maybe for funding or maybe for whatever reason, they have to kind of mislead you at first until they finally 
hit that point where they get it right. Right. The problem with her though is that she dabbled in healthcare. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't Facebook or um, Google or, or yeah. something where Some it's kind of like computer tech company. if it doesn't work, you're not going to die. Right. You know. But like here, they were literally you know putting people at risk for a lot of issues giving faulty giving false faulty results tests, yeah, yeah. results and mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um so yeah i i mean but you're right she was she was one of those people like they tried to say um they tried to draw a lot of comparisons between her and Steve Jobs yeah and how he was like a disruptor to yeah his industry and she was going to do that in the lab world and um and because Jobs too was always so compelling and so like when you would hear him speak or talk about Apple, he just drew you in. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what she she I mean, for what it's worth, she had that ability too. Like a lot of powerful, successful old people yeah. <laughs> were all about it, all about her. It's just amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you think? What well, I thought that not coming from healthcare, you know, no, or a healthcare well, not coming background. from healthcare was incredibly, it's incredibly deceitful. It almost seemed from the start, like mm-hmm. very early on, she was talking to you. Don't like that? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't drink like it. it. Then I'm gonna drink it. I just no. it's like that after. There's like a aftertaste that like hits the back of your throat or something it's the campari (laughs) i just i I thought it was very early on professors like doctors at Mm -hmm. the university of stanford were like that's a great idea but the science isn't there that this is going to work right yeah like you want to run you want to be able to run 200 diagnostic or 200 Mm -hmm. blood tests yeah Test for two hundred different over two hundred different things on one little machine the size of a of a printer. Yeah. On the drop of on a drop of blood. From a finger from a finger prick of blood. <laughs> and it's like that's not that's it's like that's good world. that's good yeah. science fiction, but that's not it's not physically science, possible. It's not, it's not possible. Yeah. That's why there's a reason why doctors' offices and hospitals take vials of blood when patients have suspected of having cancer or more serious or even not so serious yeah you know there's, there's a, reason a reason for that yeah. um well so, and she had no medical background that well, was a fascinating it was like what gives you the nerve to think you could come in and do this right well that's i mean we listened to a, a in a follow up we listened to a podcast about this uh, wall street journal that kind of broke this whole story, and I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he talked about the people that she surrounded herself with, but mm-hmm. he also talked about, you know, you're dealing in you're dealing in people's health, mm-hmm. patients. When Steve Jobs went on to create Apple, it, you don't really need, I mean, it, I think going to college helps, but to be a good computer programmer, you just... If you can you you can teach yourself to code. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, you don't yeah. need it's not essential that you have all this educational background in in coding and computer programming and all this. You can you can kind of teach it. It's probably harder, but you can do that. So I think that's what it comes back to. You can continue to fail with the iPhone 
and who's really being affected by. Well, and she didn't even surround herself. It's one thing to have a great idea or be an entrepreneur and then have a partner who is going to be the brains behind whatever because they have the training or education to do it. Right. She never surrounded herself with any expert in no. me- like lab science, <laughs> phlebotomy, like any and anybody that would get close enough who would be that unless they were yes people, they were gone. They were right. gone. Like yeah. it was it's very um Again, I don't I don't know what how you can have the nerve to think when you have no healthcare background that you can Nothing. come in and do that. Yeah. Like I just and why that? I, I don't I don't know. It, it just it fascinated me. Um <laughs> it fascinated me a lot. The whole a lot of it did. Um yeah, I I don't know. She raised millions, hundreds of millions mm-hmm. of dollars in investment for her product. And um and these people like Walgreens just went along with it. I mean, didn't even ask for a demo or no. didn't even ask to see the inside of this supposed Edison machine, Edison that, machine that, that took yeah. the function of a big laboratory with like the centrifuge and the, every, all the people, manpower reading tests, claiming that all that could be automated into this, like you said, the size of a printer right. machine and nobody at like, do you know how many people ask me for demos of what I sell? And right. it's like like a 10-minute demo, but I yeah. have to show it like five times, right. you know? <laughs> well, she kept coming back, and the phrase she kept coming back to was, we don't want to disclose trade secrets. Mm-hmm. We don't want to trade secrets this and trade secrets that. So we don't. easy to say that, yeah. Because that's just a, that's a nice coverall that mm-hmm. you, you can kind of not have the machine to... Mm-hmm. You cannot be operating at whatever capability you claim, but you don't want to evolve or yeah your trade secrets so right kind of you're kind of covered under that anonymity so same with why they say um a lot of startups won't go public yeah right or you know when when they can go public choose not to or say right. and they say that's the reason as well it, it stops innovation right because you have to continuously report to your you know obviously you're publicly traded you have to continuously give updates on everything you're doing are you Sorry. I tried to make it silent. I tried to silence my, um, silence my, uh, (laughs) my watch. But anyway, yeah, I, it's a good documentary. Um, I think it's one of those, like, you know, those, (laughs) those gifts that are like, stay woke America. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like it was also a message of that because there are so many similarities between her who she's only like 34. Five, thirty, yeah, thirty-four, mm-hmm. and um, the CEO that did the fire festivals, Billy McFarland. Billy McFarland, yeah. again, super charismatic, had this grand idea, tricked a lot of people along the way that it was gonna happen. Like there was yeah. no doubt, and therefore no one else doubted it. And then right. it was like all, you know, a big, big hoax. And these people aren't going away either. No, like you no. know, so. so. Yeah, just, I think it just it's it's weird. It's just the I think the last few documentaries we watched together have all been the same. Like you said, just hope, just convincing people to give you money, but mm-hmm. you don't really have the experience or a plan in place to pull off what you're what you want to pull off. I mean, I in that the 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 inventor documentary, I just I go I kept going back to. You never got to see any of the 
actual the machines it was always computer generated footage if they mm-hmm. showed you anything on the inside it was always mm-hmm. like computer generated and then shortly after they were talking to engineers putting this together and like it never worked mm-hmm. the way she wanted to or we would get one string of testing done like it would do one series of one piece out of maybe 100 things that needed to happen to mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. you get one little piece and they were celebrating like they had it's like well no we got this one thing it's not gonna it might take the blood from here to here and do this little part but there's like 75 other things that that it's not it's not doing yeah you know absolutely yeah i mean well it got to a point where um to keep the money flowing in for investment they would just pretend like if people did want a demo they would just pretend yeah they would take Am I spoiling it? No, (laughs) but they would take they would take the person's blood and and just take it back to a secret room and do what the normal function of most labs operate today and like Quest and everybody. I think you need to explain that a little clear. Oh, okay. So they told people want to go watch it. Go watch it if they want to be spoiled. But well, so they told a story about how some investors did come in. Um, to the headquarters of Theranos, the name of the company, and they said, um, "You know, we want to, we want to see how it works." So they brought him into a really nice boardroom, did the finger prick, and then put it in the machine, which was right. called the Edison, the printer-looking machine. And then they would say, "Oh, hey, you know, let's go on a tour. Let's, you know, they schmooze and whatever. Take them to lunch. Take them to lunch. Right. Take them out of the room, and then people would come." running in, grabbing the samples, taking them back down to the basement or some secret room and then run regular lab tests on it and pretend like the machine did it. And then like come in and manually enter the results into the machine. And then they would come back, the investors would come back in the room and think that, oh, the machine did this for me. Right. They also talked about the psychology of what would how how she could get away with like lying so well. Yeah. And they talked about how if if someone is so in it, like so obsessed with this idea that it could be done. Right. And also thinking that they're doing it for an altruistic purpose. Right. That well, I think that they means... the, it, this this short term. Oh, we're putting people's lives at risk, or oh, right. we lied to you about it was a manual but process. At, but look at all the but good. The that big came, picture. Look at all the good that came out of it. Well, the, it's like this idea, like well, the the long term gain or the big picture is going to be right. worth it. Right. And um, I just yeah, it's just it crazy. It's crazy. It was crazy. It's so crazy i think it's good to watch or be aware of these things because she's not going to be the last one that's no. and i promise you i mean if, yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like i've encountered one or two times in my life like oh man <laughs> yeah yeah well no i just i mean then it goes it went back to i keep going back to maybe because i don't understand the business side of it but it goes back to with me the um, the actual footage or whatever that they were showing of the machine working in, in the lab. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be so clean cut and so so much precision in this machine. Mm-hmm. But when they were talking... automated, yeah. But when they were talking about, they would have all these people come in and donate blood. So they had all these samples to use to test the machine and the machine wasn't working. Or the machine is 
dropping blood in places it's not supposed to be. And there's just, I mean, you open this, there's blood everywhere. And I remember the one guy saying, you know, the the quality of blood, the samples they got weren't from sometimes great sources. Some Mm -hmm. people may have been, you know, had Mm -hmm. hepatitis or other, you know, Mm -hmm. airborne diseases that if you get pricked with Mm -hmm. uh, something or if you're exposed to that, you could come down with. And I remember the one guy saying that, the one arm on the machine was like caught, but it would like stick. And mm-hmm. it's like, it could, you had to reach your hand in there. And he's like, I could get stuck with this and just crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It was nuts. But like you said, a lot of similarities between that and the, the fire festival and just mm-hmm. how much. Well, and then it goes to... Fake it till you make it. Exactly, yeah. Then they start tying it into, and I could see this, and I hate to say it because we're part of the generation, but they're like, is it has something to do with these millennial entrepreneur, CEO type people that are coming out that are trying to like cut corners? Yeah. Or like you said, fake it till you make it. Have this attitude of like being invincible and like, it's going to work. It always right. works out. Right. Like it always works out. So this is going to work. Right. I'm not fail, failure isn't going to happen. Right. You can't tell me no. Yeah. If you tell me no, you either figure out a way or you're gone. Yeah. Kind of attitude among your staff. Right. Like I don't know. Do you think there's something to that? Um I definitely think there's something to I mean, she's her her first professor said it early on that she would bring her an idea like I want to do this, and she was like, ah, it's not possible, mm-hmm. and she would kind of get mad but go away. Maybe a week or two later, come back with a similar but maybe different in some ways idea, but still the same at at the core. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. She's like, okay, um, I still don't think it's going to work. There's not the, the <laughs> this science is isn't there. It's yeah. a, you can't do it. Um, so it was just she kept getting no, no, mm-hmm. no. And then she went to another Stanford professional that said, yeah, I think we could pro-. – so she finally heard yes. Mm-hmm. And then this Holmes, Elizabeth Holmes, hired this guy from Stanford as like yeah, – I, I can't remember. Know. He was – I wrote it down. He was he was a Stanford professional, but he was one of the very first members of the Theranos board. Yeah, like, and he was like tenured at Stanford yeah. and left that to go be – Right. Board on the startup biotech. Yeah. Train wreck. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just goes back to like you said, she she didn't want to take no for an answer, which isn't a bad attitude to have. I think it's the invincibility factor uh, yeah. that makes it bad. You know, it's not the it's okay, I think, to have the attitude of like dream big and let me work hard. Well, maybe not. Maybe they don't think they need to work hard. I don't know. But it's like feeling like you're invincible. That's right. where it gets a little bad. Right? I, just, I, I don't know. She's. I think she was just very good at suckering people in. Mm-hmm. That she sold this pipe dream that maybe did one of the little things that she claimed this machine was going to do, but couldn't do everything. But people saw potential in her. She's a pretty young girl. She was. I mean, she was. I mean, I guess she's pretty. I mean, it's. Just, I think people were fascinated because she was a young girl, I guess. But well, yeah, but if you, I mean, you got some of the some of the older white men that, that <laughs> ended up that she ended up surrounding herself with. That yeah, it would probably be easy for them to take a liking to her if she's showing attention, speaking intelligently, and yeah, I guess you know. So, do you think 
like, is she a villain? Or is she, like, I, that's one of the things with the documentary, like, you left, I, I don't know what to think of her, honestly. Like, is she a bad person? I, I don't think, I don't think her idea, I don't. Like, what do you think her intentions were? Do you I think, think her she... intentions were to help people. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do think she had, she started out with good intentions, but you get so far down the road and so, so much tunnel vision on one, one thing that you don't want to hear. The science isn't there. This can't be done. Um, no. Asking people, asking questions. You just want people to say yes, 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 yes. That I think. In the end, yeah, I, I do. I do think that she's not a good person because ultimately she's affecting people's yeah. health or, yeah. you know. See, I kind of feel like she 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 knew what she was doing a little bit. In what way? So she, perp- I felt like it was on purpose, surrounded herself with people that not only would be yes people, but like her board of directors were all like former powerful government type of people, former secretaries of state for her board of directors of a biotech company. Like why, why wouldn't you bring on medical people if you truly have a desire to help someone within the healthcare space, you know? So there's that. Um, And then she had just this weird obsession with Apple so much, not only in trying to recruit people to come from there, but her dr- dressing like Steve Jobs. Like, she purposely dressed that way. That was a choice. Like, that wasn't, she didn't grow up wearing black turtlenecks and black suits all the time. No, I watched in, to, like, earlier, mm-hmm. I watched, there was, like, a, a Nightline 2020 mm-hmm. story on this that just came out, like, a week ago. It was, like, a four-part, like, probably an hour mm-hmm. um i mean you say try to recruit people from apple it dove a little bit more into her obsession with steve jobs yeah and she actually recruited the former I, I believe he was i don't know if he was a former founder but he was like steve jobs right hand man yeah i heard about that avi Teren, Tev, Tevenan. Mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure i say his name but that was Steve Jobs' right-hand guy at Apple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also recruited uh, Anna Ariola, was the former Apple phone tech designer. She recruited her to um, the th- she was like the chief design architect uh, at Theranos. So it's hmm. like it's not like she went after and didn't get pe- people from Apple bought into mm-hmm. this and yeah. wanted to see. Now, to their credit, both of these people in this interview were like. We bought in because it was a great idea, and we wanted to be a part. And mm-hmm. but once we got to know her and kind of figure out, it's just not there for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the one, the 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 lady Anna, I think she said she was one of the only ones that would kind of tell her no and butt heads with her, and she ended up resigning. Mm-hmm. I mean, she left some really good stuff at Apple to take this position at Theranos. She was she left like 15 shares at Apple when she went to work for this company. And I just, I think it goes back to the people she surrounded herself with. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, but it gets into the, what's his name? George Schultz. Yeah. Former Secretary, Secretary of State. Of State. Yeah. I mean, his grandson was one of the, 
Whistleblowers. What, yeah. yeah, one of the whistleblowers that worked there, like intern there, was an engineer there. And mm -hmm. yeah. I just, that was another story. Part of that documentary that caught me was her, his grandfather sided with her yeah, when, for a while, when he was yeah. blowing the whistle on all this stuff. So I just, how can you not want to see how it works? Yeah. And be allowed to see it or see right. the inside of it or have a, detailed picture of it or so just yeah. something it just blows my mind right that you can get away with this kind of stuff yeah that it got to that point that's where i think it comes back to the question of is she a villain yeah because i think she did i mean obviously there's like 16 charges against her for fraud and mm -hmm. you know leading misleading shareholders or, or whatever but but if in her heart of hearts she thinks she is going to get to that point that holy grail where it will work like in a couple years and I everybody's going to be happy and healthy and then then in her mind was she doing anything wrong you know what i mean like she might have thought this is a small oh, listen well, i think she's wrong i'm just uh, okay. saying you know what i mean like it, i'm just trying to think like in her mind does she think she was wrong no Do, does she regret no, it you know probably not i mean yeah. Probably not. Maybe at this point, but, but I, I still don't think that she. It's definitely premeditated, it. yeah, right? I, I mean, the stuff she well, did. Well, what do you mean? I think there's a, a line. What do you mean premeditated? Well, I mean, I can't get beyond the fact that she didn't bring on people in prominent roles right. from healthcare or medical background. Yeah, who would know how to do this? Right. Or say it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess that's what I'm thinking. Like, pre like, was she calculated in the people she surrounded herself with within, like, the board of directors and so forth? Oh, I think for sure. Was that, it on yeah. purpose that they had government ties so maybe the government would leave her alone? I think for sure, or yes. Or give her a pass or be a little more lenient? Um, was it on purpose, like, if she was crazy enough and obsessed enough with Steve Jobs and she was going to do whatever it takes to be the next Steve Jobs. And for some reason this popped in her mind as that Avenue, like she just jumped on the bandwagon cause she wants to be famous. She wants to be Steve Jobs, you yeah. know, like all those things. I don't think she really cared about people's health and well being well, and wanting to one day make it better for everyone. I don't know if she really truly felt, felt that um, way now. I mean, she put people's lives at risk. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> knowing in a knowing perfect world okay. without the laws of physics and the laws of nature and science in general, in a perfect world, if a test like that could do what she wanted, then I don't know that that's a villainous thing. But there are laws of physics. There are science that you just can't make. She was yeah. never going to make this work. Well, and there's a protocol about you're going to be a test patient for this. That's called clinical trials. That, mm -hmm. that takes place now. <laughs> like where you willingly know you are signing up for an experimental drug and could have these ramifications right. associated. Like that's probably the right way to go about doing it instead of oh, I mean, pretending I like this was ready for prime time. Yeah, and, you no, know. I think she was. Yes, I did. Then I, if that's, I don't think it's black and white. I do think there's areas of gray that. Even the gray, I, I don't think she, I, I don't, I land, ultimately I land on, I don't think she's a good person because she kept mm -hmm. pushing. And 
it affected real people's lives. Yeah. Like in this, also in this, this 2020 documentary talked about, and I think you might've mentioned this, it talked about a woman who did the blood test. I don't know if she was a breast cancer survivor before, or if she found, I believe she was a breast cancer survivor. She got tests at one of the Walgreens, got blood tests. It said her estrogen levels were like 300 Mm. or something. And I'm not a, I'm not a physician. I don't really know what that means other than she called and she's like, I don't think this is right. So I'm going to call my physician. And they said, based on the numbers that that test gave back to you from this Walgreens, from this Theranos, it, that's not good. You Mm -hmm. know, you're going to, so they took actual blood, did actual blood tests. And a couple weeks later came back and said, you're pretty much, you're fine. There's Mm. nothing. So yeah, I, I think that's bad that she, that's a real person that mm-hmm. was affected by that. And of course, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think her idea was good-natured, but once she got to the point where she started surrounding herself with people that were just... Once she... I think she decided that I'm going to ignore the science and whatever it takes to make this happen, I'm going to try to make this happen. I think that's where it turns into... Oh, you're not a good person anymore. Yeah. Like so since day one. No. So. Okay. so what do you do you think there's something about this trend in um these CEOs that pop up or entrepreneurial spirits that are millennials that end up getting <laughs> arrested? <laughs> I, like these two well, we're talking like these about, two hooligans. We're talking about two people. I mean, I think that's Zucker what about Zuckerberg? I mean, he hasn't been arrested, but he's gotten into some trouble lately. Not like legally. What? Well, remember Facebook just had a bunch of um, oh, like okay. uh, people up in arms because of privacy issues right. and so forth, right? So, I mean, it's a little Listen, different. When you've got, it's a little when different. You've got, <laughs> when you've got that much money at stake, no matter what the Facebook or Theranos or the Fire Festival, when you've got that much money at stake for all these different people that are investing and you're on the hook for other people's money... I think people get desperate and will do whatever they can to make mm-hmm. to make things work. Then it goes back to the fire festival once again, where he said at one point he was just going to try to see if he can make it happen and just get the people here. We'll yeah. make it work yeah. and see, see what happens. You yeah. know, he wasn't canceling because he was on the hook for millions of dollars mm-hmm. for millions of vendors mm-hmm. and different people. So. Mm-hmm. I think it just I think people have good intentions and it just gets to a point where they're in over their head and instead of saying I can't deal with this and being told oh you're the greatest thing for a long time that I think they just they feed off of that mm-hmm. approval that they've always been given and never been allowed to fail so mm-hmm. so I don't know everybody gets a trophy <laughs> everybody gets a trophy <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's a good documentary. You should yeah. check it out. Check and it if you out. haven't seen it, either of the Fire Festival ones, those are good too. I mean, yeah. they've been out a little bit. Which one's your favorite, Hulu or Netflix? For the Fire Festival one? Yeah. Um, I kind of forget. It's been a bit since we watched it. I guess the, the Hulu one was interesting because he was part of it. Right. 
So only because they paid him though. I so know. it just goes back and to it money. Made me That's feel what icky because yeah. I liked it. Yeah. But, so I don't know. They they were both good, but I think I liked the Hulu one better. Yeah. And then they ended up paying him, which kind of makes me feel bad. Right. I feel like I'm. <laughs> yeah. Contributing to the cause. And by the way, like I said, both of these people are waiting in the wings to come out with the next thing. So right. I'm sure they're not going to go away. You'll hear from them again. Yeah. So no, it's not definitely not the last. Stay that, woke. Yeah, definitely not the last <laughs> that you've heard from unless they do. <sighs> well, she's looking at like she's looking at like 80 years in jail, I, I read today. Oh, that much? Like each count, the, oh. the larger charges that, that they arrested her or mm-hmm, charged against mm-hmm. her or whatever with it like each one carries like a 20 year sentence her and her ceo boyfriend dude sunny C- the c-o-o Sun- c-o-o whatever yeah, yeah yeah um her sunny or whatever his name was that was a weird couple yeah How? well he was one of the primary investors and i think that just goes back to they spent so much time together telling this lie that it eventually turned into romance <laughs> Kind of like how we started. <laughs> <laughs> what was the lie? <laughs> I don't know. That you're good. At, that you're good at volleyball or something. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> not a lie. That's the truth. Oh, truth, son. Um, hmm. I hope she goes to prison. You can't do this to people. No, I hope she goes it's to prison lives. too. People's lives. Yeah. People's lives. Can she be redeemed? They are lucky. No one died from this, yeah. whether it be someone who actually did the blood test or an employee, like you said. Right. Like a lot of uh, contamination and yeah. you know, exposures going on right. there. Um, do I think she can be redeemed? Yeah. Do you think people in general can be redeemed? That's not a, I mean, bad people. I mean. Like, well, let's just, we'll put it in the context of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like Elizabeth Holmes. Um, Billy McFarlane, are those, is there a path to redemption for them? Like, can they, if they came out tomorrow and said, you know, I admit I made a lot of mistakes, I did a lot of wrong things, I'm sorry, was genuine, seemed genuine, where do you fall on forgiveness of those, of those kind of people? I mean... I think, I don't know about her. For him, he better be paying everybody back that he stole his money to. I mean, yeah. he owes tons of money to a lot of people. Yeah. So there's that. Um, with her, I, I mean. Harder time to forgive. I, I don't really. Sure, I'll forgive. Whatever. I well, I don't, I don't know that. I think in the, I think it's more of like the public opinion. Would the yeah. public be willing to give her another chance? Give her another chance. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably what I mean when I ask that yeah, question. Yeah, right, right. And I, I don't, it depends what she's trying to do next. Cause I feel like, I don't feel like either of them are as genuine as they try to come off. Sure. Like with, with their whole mission of what they were trying to do. I don't think right. it's as genuine as they try to portray. So if she were to come out and say all this, I would be skeptical and thinking she's probably trying to start another company. Yeah. Or something. Well, if she started the same thing but surrounded herself, like I want to start a want to start researching ways to do blood testing and I want to actually surround myself with scientists and take their advice and actually come out. No. She's got no, she has no business. Fair enough. I no business okay. being in health anything in the medical community. I kind of agree. She but. has no healthcare 
background whatsoever. It's insulting. I don't know how they should have lined up more physicians in this documentary. Yeah, I'd love to hear true. they're they were probably all like, Are just, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, chomping at the bit to Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, Quest. I think I, I should have interviewed Quest Diagnostics. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's their that was who they uh, trashed oh. in the documentary as their competition. Oh, the reality oh. is they were doing everything just like Quest. It gotcha. was just anyway, yeah. You know better than me. Um I just no, she has no business doing she needs to go. She she should go work at Apple. They need some help anyway. They need some more help disrupting the market instead of <laughs> coming out with same same thing, only calling you, it a new version. You you pay attention a lot more closely <laughs> than I do to what's going on in the world. Anything else with that? We kind of dug into um, that. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I well, like I said, I'm a nerd for it because it I kind of come from that world a little bit. Yeah. At a very high level, not yeah. that deep. Um, but I think it's a good one. I think yeah. it's a good documentary. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Well, I spent half a little bit of my day just reading more about it because, like, I like, kind of like you, I was, I knew a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw her on TV and this and that, but I didn't pay close attention to, because I'm not in that world. So mm-hmm. it's not my everyday, but probably should be more often. But, Want to talk about some fun stuff? Yeah, sure. Started out with the serious. Yeah. Back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> this has been a reoccurring conversation we've had personally for <laughs> quite some time. It's more of a reoccurring joke than anything. Right. But yeah. We thought it might be fun to bring it to the podcast and just kind of see where it goes. But um, yeah, I mean, what are some things? Back in my day, (laughs) (laughs) what are some things that were better back in your day, Bethany? Better or just different? Just better, different, whatever. When did you get your first cell phone? I think I was a junior or senior in high school, and it was like really heavy. Yeah. And it did not text, I don't think. Or it might have, but I didn't text. You know, it was a Motorola flip. Yeah. Flip phone, silver. Weighed twenty pounds. <laughs> I didn't have. Was it like the with it was, the very it was like, with the very thin flip or flip in half? Oh, if it, it was, uh, it it was a little on the thinner side. It wasn't oh. like a really old school cell phone where it was like really thick. My my first cell phone was my family's had one cell phone for the entire family, <laughs> and when I went to college, uh, they told me to take it. Yeah. So that I could call home. Aww. And that was the only reason I had it. I didn't carry Aww. it with me. I didn't actually get. You didn't even carry it with you around. No, I care. I, I left it in my room. Oh my gosh! And called home, and that was about it with it. So back in my day, I didn't have a cell phone until my second year of college when I got a Motorola flip phone. I mean, back then, like ringtones <laughs> were the standard, you know. Whatever they had on the phone, you didn't download any fancy tones. Or wallpapers or any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't even use ringtones now. I do. I don't. I have an Ohio State fight song as my ringtone. Sing it. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even. You don't have a. Oh, you just keep your phone on vibrate. Leave it on vibrate. Yeah, I do have a ringtone. It's the Indiana Jones theme song, but I always leave my phone on vibrate. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't want to be that obnoxious person that walks down or in the elevator 
<laughs> then you hear the Ohio State fight song Listen, playing. It's a message to the world. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. I do it on purpose. And I'll tell you, when I'm in the South, I let it ring a little longer. Like I act like I can't find my phone. I know where oh, it's oh, at. I don't know where it's at. I don't know where I it's know at. I know exactly where it's at. I just want you to listen to this longer Alabama <laughs> or um, when I'm in Michigan. Oh, you're you're tapping out, huh? Yeah. It's, well, wa- it's watered down. You, I told you you didn't have to drink it all. What am I going to do? My wine's upstairs. I'm going to run up. You Go just ahead. keep talking. I'm going to. Go ahead. I'll fill time. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll fill time. <laughs> anyway, but that's my Ohio State ringtone. Okay. I think it's a good ringtone. Yeah. I'll be right back. Please hurry. I don't know how much time I can fill on my own. I have since thus, or since cracked open the birdfish bitches be tripping. I am drinking that now. My original drink got watered down a little bit, so I have switched. Um, But yeah, my first cell phone was my second year of college. I called home on our first one. The first one was some kind of Motorola something or other. You couldn't text. It weighed like 10 pounds, and it stayed charging in my room the entire time. So that was very fast. I know. I was I was worried. I also checked on the dog. She's, How is she? He's curled up like a little angel on the couch. <laughs> this is the first drink we haven't been able to finish, bro. Nah, I didn't do a good job. It's okay. I liked the drink more because of the story than I really cared about the drink. You like my drinks better. Just admit it. Well, you put more thought and time into it. I mean... Just like everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else from back in your day? We also talk about Instant Messenger a lot. Oh, Were yeah. Were you a big Instant well, Messenger fan? So, I mean, of course, like first it was the dial-up internet and then uh, Instant Messenger. Of course, that was like... The passive-aggressive away messages were my life in middle school and high school. Yeah. Not to mention, people would have customized, um, like, a, what, what what would you call that? When you would send a message, it would make the noise. Like alerts. Alerts, I guess. So if you heard someone sign in or oh, send yeah. a message, I would, like, sprint to the computer, like, oh, like, oh. he's on. <laughs> or she's on. Whoever, someone's on yeah. that I want to talk to. But... Um, che- no. yeah, checking away messages were the, like, it was almost like away messages were more important than actually talking to someone yeah. after a while on instant messenger. It was, int- it was just, did you set passive aggressive of course. away messages to boys, song lyrics, to boys, like song lyrics from songs and stuff. Did you get any, of course. Ch- did, did they get it or did they just, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> also. Gr- like <clears throat> passive aggressive messages to other like friend frenemies, you know what yeah. I mean, or vice versa. Yeah, that was a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. That was like a, what? Who was your? I can't remember. I just know, um, one of my high school boyfriends. Like his little noise was a um, it was like a football player like football player grunt or something <laughs> like ugh, like as if you're tackling someone. Yeah, you know, I just, that's the only thing I remember from a from instant messenger. I can't remember my lyrics, you know, messages, yeah, away messages. I can't remember. I, I remember even creating like putting a lot of thought in the profile. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that too. But you changed it every yes, few months. Yes. Yeah. But I can't. I wish now looking back, I wish I would have like you know taken this screenshot or something <laughs> can you do screenshots <laughs> um to save but i don't know do you remember any 
Um, I remember being passive aggressive with song lyrics mm-hmm. towards girls. Brick. Brick. She's a brick and I'm drowning. That was my go-to. Drowning slowly. <laughs> that was my go-to. Oh my god, that's amazing. But again, it, it I was, love that. It was petty. That is like my. It was petty. It was to try to get a rise out of somebody, and it worked a lot of the time. <laughs> Brick was your go-to. Brick was my go-to. She's a brick, and I'm drowning slow, slowly. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't have Facebook then, that's for sure. When did you have Facebook? When I was a you? late adopter, I so think. So was I. I remember hearing about it in, in college, like being a sophomore in college, and... Um, being like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it same took, here. It took me a while. Same here. I do think I did MySpace first. Yeah, set the song. Uh-huh. But then... Your, what was your song? Um, It was... I think it was Taylor Swift. Something Taylor Swift. You like, remember. No, I... Don't be coy. You I, remember Taylor Swift. I think it was Taylor Swift, and then me, I think I changed it to something me like... Me and Charlie talking. Hip-hop. That's not... That's Miranda Lambert. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, I would, and I still, I only really use Facebook. I don't have like Twitter or, um, I enjoy Twitter even the now other one, more. Instagram or Snapchat. I don't have any of those, but back in my day, we only had Facebook. <laughs> we only had Facebook. We only had Facebook to harass each other. <laughs> but you know, if you think about it, they try to say, like, and I, I agree, it's probably harder now for kids growing up with social media, but. We had a form of social media in those passive-aggressive away messages. Passive-aggressive. Passive was a little, aggressive. little bit of Minnesota coming out there in you there, Bethany. Because they keep going over there. Um, no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, everybody has their own forms of cyberbullying. Yeah, we that can was, all bully each other in different mediums. That was it's all, okay. That was ours. So, um, How did you listen to music in high school? <laughs> um. Well, at first, because I had my grandma's Cutlass Sierra 80s from the 80s. Nice. I would listen to cassette tapes. <laughs> and then when I was able to get another kind of car, used car, of course, um, we would make like CD mixes and, and decorate the outside of the CDs. Yeah. You know, burn those CDs. Using Napster <laughs> to get Napster. the music. I've told you this before, but I'll, I'll tell you it again. Uh, Napster was kind of our first big. Um, we had computer class first period, and it was me, my cousin Corey, I want to say my friend Holly and Tiffany, all sat in one corner. Mm-hmm. This was eight o'clock in the morning. There were twenty kids in the. Everybody had their own computer. Everybody had a. Had a he- pair of headphones. Um, just this is when Napster was just you could just get anything on <laughs> Napster. We were downloaded. Those were the days. Huge li- I mean, thousands of oh songs on school computers. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> it was just crazy. So that was my first. That was my first period every day for like a whole year. Awesome. Of of. I miss that. I miss yeah. those days downloading Napster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember when I got an iPod. I, I'm, I'm not sure. An MP3 of some yeah. sort. I remember in high school, like even warm-ups for basketball, especially yeah. 
when it was like shooting around because JVs were at their in the locker room or something sort right. of thing. Um, having like a Walkman CD player, yeah, like, you know, stuffed in my hoodie po- um, the Same pocket here. of my hoodie, and yeah. put the anti skip on, <laughs> yeah, taking taking jump shots, warming up, yeah. Same here. We would you'd have like listen to Nelly. You'd have your thick your thick CD cases yes, with yeah. like forty CDs yeah. in it, and you'd yes. listen to like two songs right. and change a CD. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was kind of how we all lived at track meets because it was like. Mm-hmm. Lots of time, lots of downtime. Yeah, it tracked me. There. It's just sitting there, hanging out with friends, and yeah. gotta get yourself pumped up. Get yourself pumped up. Gotta get so. in the zone. Yeah, so I hear you. Yeah, so but that um, Napster was it, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Sad that yeah. it's, I'll never forget when my parents were like <laughs> <laughs> so worried the FBI was gonna come to our house <laughs> to get <laughs> FBI. You got Napster. We know it. They thought, because my brother and I at first didn't stop. We just kept going. And then I remember my dad just getting really mad about it and my mom. And we're like, really? How are they going to find us? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even download as much as Wellsville High School. Like, we, uh you know? It was videos, too. They were coming to Wellsville before us. I mean, it was like not just songs. We were downloaded like, it was like SNL skits. and I didn't know you could do that on Napster. Yeah, you could oh, do all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was thinking about, too, though, when, when we were talking about this over the weekend, the back in my day, um, about how big of a deal it was for, like, TRL yeah, stuff like that, because that was another time. Like, if you really liked a song, yeah, you knew, oh, well, I could at least li- hear it on, at this point. It was a big deal yeah. that it made the top ten. Because... Yeah. Because otherwise, I'd have to. My options were listening to the radio, which I hated. I didn't yeah. have satellite radio then, you know, no. commercial. <laughs> um, and Napster hadn't come out yet, so yeah. all you had then was like try to camp out on TRL or right. whatever and try to find the book song. at home after school yeah. to try to make because it was like three o'clock. I think yeah, it started. three, three, yep, three o'clock. Carson Daly with his painted nails, yeah, getting it going, but um. Yeah, having to listen to commercials on radios. These kids will never know the struggle. Never know the struggle. All the media, it's your fingertips. YouTube wasn't even a thing. There's just no patience. Like, you don't have to have patience for anything. Back in my... You're getting very back in my day right now. How about... I had to walk... Waiting for shipping. Waiting for things to come to your house. Amazon. Like, now if you have to wait a week for something, we get offended. Yeah. A week? God forbid, have to pay for it. It's like, are you kidding me? A week and it's five ninety nine. You need to hide that cost in with the price of the <laughs> product like Amazon does and make me think I'm getting it for free <laughs> and it needs to show up tomorrow. I'm a Prime member. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a Prime member. Two days free shipping. Exactly. Exact. I mean, I get, aff- I get offended. I ordered something last Thursday, an outfit. Of course. Wednesday. And it was like, if you order before noon, you'll get two-day free shipping. It'll be here by Friday. Okay. Great. I'm It wasn't here by Friday. It came today. I was so Uh, mad. Oh, did you call Jeff? But then I was like... Did you call Jeff Bezos? (laughs) Well, then it wasn't Amazon. It was another store. Uh, But I was like, I didn't even need the outfit by Friday. Of course you did Friday. No, Uh, I needed the outfit. But you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, I didn't need it by that. And I was like offended that it didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How dare you? Liars. 
How about when the mall was, th- speaking of shopping, how about when the mall was the place to go Yeah. for like social outings and yeah. such? Took dates. I took yeah. to the mall. Go and to the mall. Get, just walk around the mall. Shop in the mall. Yeah. It was, now it's like. It's like a barren no. wasteland when you go to the mall. Better shop online. <laughs> go to the mall? Why? I go to the mall. That's dumb. How many more years do you give malls? Ten? If they're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. Uh, sorry. Not sorry. Well, I hope they survive because I, at least to some extent, because there's a lot of local businesses that have gone in and taken some of those. Like there's some Youngstown based stores that have moved into the mall. Well, you got like everything Buckeye. Mm-hmm. That's a local. That's a. Yeah. That's local to us. That's that's in the mall. If the mall shuts down, who knows what's going to happen to that? So, I think it's stuff like that. Like Express, Express will survive whether it's in a mall or not. It'll just move to a strip or something. But, but you get those local companies that that thrive on that local income. Malls that, are just so just. At least the malls around here. Maybe, maybe there's other areas that they're nicer. But here they're just like. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get robbed. Yeah. I might get a virus of some sort. I just, <laughs> or yeah, the flu. I get, when I walk through it now, it's <laughs> it feels like, dirty, what, am, what, dark. Am I, what am I doing here? Dirty and dark. I'm 35 and... years old. Why am I at the mall? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's some people, like your dad. Well, he's older. And his friend that, that's all they do is go to the mall and walk around. <laughs> yeah, so. I have anything else to do. I don't know. I so. just... Yeah, and where were, where will all the old people walk if the malls closed down? Um, maybe a park. Well, in in November, get in a, Ohio, get a pass at the Y and walk the tr- indoor track. Well, then you can't get Cinnabon or I your don't coffee. Think they're doing any of that? I think I they're don't just know. walking. I don't know what old people do at the mall. I don't either. I don't I'm know. just guessing at this point. Go to Dillard's, get Cinnabon, <laughs> walk around. Throw pennies in the fountain. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> All I'm saying is online shopping, we didn't that was not a big deal back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the mall was. And it was like a thing. Like every weekend I'd want to go shop. I'd want to go. Yeah. Now if I have to go to the mall, I like oh, I get so mad. Yeah. And annoyed. Yeah. Oh well. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But what else? What else do you think in uh-huh. on your list? On my back in my day list, I yeah. don't, ICQ. You I don't even used know what ICQ? that is. No, I don't know what that is. Now, our friends over at Taco Cat mm-hmm. said Ashley used ICQ, but she's also from Wellsville, and Matt had never heard of it either. Yeah, it's not just a Wellsville thing. It predates AI sure? Messenger. Yeah, help me out, people. If you've heard of ICQ, what is it? What is it? I don't. Even... It was it was before. AOL Instant Messenger. It was how you talk to people. It was like a mess. It was all the functionality of AOL Instant Messenger, but without the passive aggressive away messages. <laughs> sounds and like, even then, I think you could set passive aggressive away messages. Sounds like what I have now at work. We have what's called um, Skype for business. We have Skype for business and it's too. Like so, you know, you can like message people. Yeah. But there's no away. The no. only away message you could do is like. You know, set yourself a do not disturb or whatever yeah. kind of stuff. But that's what it sounds like you're describing to me. <laughs> I mean, it was very, it didn't even. And where's the could, fun in not having a passive aggressive away message? <laughs> exactly. Well, but that, I don't even, I, I 
don't remember completely, but I think you didn't even, you weren't even, even, you weren't identified by your name. You were like a number. Like it gave Ew. you, it gave you like a twelve-digit number. Oh, that's weird. So if I wanted to talk to you on ICQ, you need to know the number. I, I gave you my six four seven whatever it was, uh-huh. twelve-digit, ten-digit number, whatever it was. You had to type it in on your end, and then we were connected. Oh, oh, that's how the messaging on the Disney Cruise works. Oh, I'm sure. They, I'm sure they stole they took the features of ICQ. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I don't know, man. So I don't mean I don't know. I'm you're not, talking. Just... You're talking 90, 98, 99 when when this was. It just predated AOL Instant Messenger. I didn't use AOL Instant Messenger to, again until I got to college. You didn't do it in high school. Nope. Why? ICQ, or I actually went and hung out with my friends. I can't believe you didn't use AOL. Instant Messenger until you got to college. That's crazy. And then I didn't even want it at but first. Then when I people got... kept. People would want me to get it on my computer. I download it and then take it off, delete it. I just didn't want it. I can't it. believe you did that. In, I, as soon as I went to college, I don't remember ever using AOL Instant Messenger. Remember or remember not? I remember not. Like I don't remember us using that to communicate. You and I? No, just oh. in general. Oh, you and it, I? Have, no. We, we didn't, yeah, we, we used it all. AOL. I use it all the time at school, at college. I predated, like, I was in college 2001, 2002 while you were in high school. Yeah, that's true. Maybe so. that's why. You are way older than me. Yeah. I Happy birthday, not by way. the way. <laughs> Someone's got a birthday coming up. Yeah. I probably will post this on Sunday, so you might be listening to this on my actual birthday. Oh, so. boy. We should have done a birthday drink oh, instead of... Uh, missed opportunity. Oh. <sighs> Well, I would sing the song, but sing the song. Can't afford Michael it. Jackson's dead. It's all, it's all royalty free. He bought Happy Birthday when he was alive, but now the oh, royalties really? run out now that he died. Listen, yeah. with Peloton in trouble, I'm not taking not taking any, any chances. Chances. <laughs> they did the CEO send an email today. Oh yeah. They took down some of their uh, classes. Oh no. They'll be back up. They said, but. But if any They're of them violated anything, so now I wonder what kind of songs they play. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Probably like elevator music. <laughs> it's hard to say. Those songs get you through the tough times <laughs> on that bike, you know. So if it's not, yeah, it's not it's inspirational. Not it's not. It's going to be a you're problem. You're not going to want to push it. It's going to yeah. be a real problem for me. Um. Anyway, got a large hill coming up. Happy birthday, everybody! Let's do it with through the happy birthday song. How they spin? Yeah. You're with it. That's that song is like really expensive to sing. I'm sorry to say. That's like, okay. I was just making a joke. No, I mean even for Peloton to steal it, yeah. they couldn't afford it. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they will figure something out. I'm sure they'll be back and better than ever. Um, I mean, we did get one message for back in my day. I oh, really? Today, yeah. Uh, it was from my friend Jalisa from back home. She. Message is a little long to read verbatim, but essentially she was talking about just social media in general and how nobody, everybody's kind of preoccupied with posting on Facebook and not mm-hmm. actually talking to one another. Do you think that's a problem today? As you are not paying attention I to me and reading the label on that I'm bottle, multitasking. <laughs> that wine bottle. I'm multitasking. Um, <laughs> 
Do I think it's a prop? Well, um, yeah, it would be a problem if, if people aren't talking as much and they're on social media more. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's the case or not all the time, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it could be a problem. Sure. I think it's a problem. If you, I think it could be like anything if you're addicted to something and mm-hmm. you can't turn it off and you allow it to become a problem or whatever. I, you have to have, show some restraint. I don't think anything can replace a live conversation with someone. Right. Um, you know, and I mean, even when you think about like email or text or whatever, there's a lot you miss or a lot that could get misconstrued just through other communication forms versus just talking live. Right. So for work, especially, (laughs) I like to try to talk live to people. Yeah. So, but then when I get home, I'm tired of talking. So then I just just go upstairs and watch Bravo. (laughs) Then I resort back to text messaging. Yeah. No, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's a good point. Sure. Yeah. I agree. You know. Oh, I think that goes back to part of the reason that I wanted to sit down and do this with you. It wasn't so we could become famous podcasters or whatever <laughs> personalities. It was I haven't looked at my phone for the hour that we've been sitting here. So mm-hmm. just an hour of uninterrupted conversation talking about whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice just to have that. Yeah. Sometimes. So that's one of the reasons why I like, um, you know, when we do go on the cruises and stuff, yeah. it forces you because we're, we're too cheap to pay for the uh, the plans, you know. Yeah. But um, it forces you to disconnect and you do feel better. You feel relaxed. Right. And it's hard. It's hard, though. It takes me a couple of days to be okay with it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. But but yeah, it's. Um, I think the biggest part is just for me is not being able to get sports scores right at my fingertip Mm -hmm. so yeah once i get past that and realize that it's really not that big of a deal for me it's it's emails very relaxing yeah me it's emails i'm obsessed with that facebook you know or other social media stuff can kind of go with it's okay it's okay if i give it up for a little bit especially around certain times of the year right elections or things but right oh cool We'll start wrapping this thing up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, anything else? What's grinding your gears? What are you being irrational about this week? What am I being irrational about? I thought of a good one, and now I can't remember. <laughs> there is a couple things within my bracket that I'm like, this is so irrational of me. Duke almost blew it yesterday. So did Tennessee almost blew it, too, well, bro. Well, my Elite Eight is still perfect. One of the irrational things I did was watch the whole Buckeye game last night <laughs> thinking they were going to win somehow, and they did not. And they my did, irrational thing not. was they watching you win. watch the Buckeye game <laughs> thinking they were going to win last night. Listen, that team played with – that team squeezed every bit of everything out of, of that roster. They got some big-time talent coming in next year. I, I definitely think – are they going to win the national title next year? I don't know. I think it's once you get in the tournament, it's about right. Have, it's about being hot and getting lucky. But I, they will be, mar. They will be much better as a team. They've got some big. Their big thing is they couldn't score. It mm-hmm. was like impossible. They, they had to yeah. really hard for them to score on the inside. Yeah. So 
I think they are getting some playmakers that are that they've recruited in that I think will will come we'll in see. and help. See so what, we have a whole year. Have a whole year. To whole wait. year to look forward to it. So I thought of my what I did irrational though. Let's do it. Besides that, yeah. Um, so our niece celebrated her. Uh, one of our nieces celebrated her birthday this weekend, and she's at that age where she's really into the store justice. Yeah. Um, and back in my day, back that store day. was limited to, which I was obsessed with and loved. So anyway, um, I went into justice to try to get her a couple other little items to go with the gifts. I already got her online. Of course, we, you, we online, of course. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was in there and getting her things, I got something for myself at justice. <laughs> You're 34 you, years old. Do you want to know what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I do. It was um, glitter. Gross. Sunblock. Ew. <laughs> Ew. What is wrong with you? And it was like you? called mermaid sunblock or You're something. You're in your 30s. It's like fifth SPF 50. Come on. How cool is that? Spray it on. Arms glistening in the sun. Uh, it's going to be amazing. You're going to get so sunburned. Why? I no, it's know. SPF 50. It was made by like Australian Gold or one of the legit sunblock companies. It wasn't like, you know... We'll see. Mom and pop down the street, sunblock, but I'm excited to try it out. I would take it with me on my trips, but it's uh it's a big bottle. It's not like a you know, one you could carry on. So yeah. I'll just have to leave it here for the pool. The pool that we but swim in three times a year. Anyway, that's what I got that was irrational, but I'm excited about it. I think well, it's good be for you. Thanks. I last night was and we'll end on this maybe, depends on where it goes. Um I was irrationally into The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know you woke me up, Ugh. <laughs> screaming at the TV. I, I should have recorded you. Uh, <laughs> listen, because it was hilarious. This is how I know I get into a show, and how it's been. The Walking Dead has not been great for a long time, but I was standing up, oh, yelling at the TV nervous i'm like oh my god uh, i don't want to spoil for people that are fans or that might watch it but there was a moment from the comic books that they brought to the show a pretty poignant moment and that's how i knew that the show's been really good this season but i was irrationally standing up you didn't know this was coming this this point of the comics wasn't coming in the show i knew that it was probably like coming season? i didn't Did expect it Next, well, the thing is, this episode was so brutal, and the, I mean, you saw, you watched, we rerounded. You made you, me watch you, the. You watched the end of it. That's like a, that's like a tent pole mark in the comics. That's like one of the. But I'm just saying, when this season started, you didn't know that was coming this season. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. No, oh, okay. and it's one of those moments that, like, I kind of saw where the story was going, mm -hmm. but they've strayed kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. far away from the the comic book material it's like they might mm, not that they might not not do it at all but they might not do this till next season i don't know mm, where yeah. it's going because they have strayed so far away from the original comic which i like because i'm surprised mm -hmm. but this was like a season finale moment that, Not on a season. That <laughs> oh, by the way, we have an entire <laughs> hour and a half episode next week. So I don't know what they're gonna do. 
with mm. their season finale. It's probably so. not going to be as as good. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be like, oh, the that show's was a been dream. Really, the show's <laughs> been really good this season. There have been like maybe one or two episodes, and I'm like kind of lukewarm on, but everything else has been been really, really good. So I'm happy. Well, At this you. point, I'm happy I stuck I'm Excuse me. Happy I stuck with it. So, are you happy you didn't you watch the Buckeyes and then had to watch this after? I mean, I wish I didn't. St- <laughs> it was one of those. Again, it goes back to it was one of those episodes where I didn't go to bed till after one. But even then, I was thinking about the episode. It took me a while to fall asleep because I was just thinking about it. And normally that hasn't happened for a really long time. So, I guess that's not how you know a show's good, or at least the episode was good, is if you're really replaying it in your mind and want to see scenes again and really dig back into it mm-hmm. you know so it's not like just like a lot of these episodes the last couple of years with this show is it's like oh i watched it but whatever it'll be on next week or maybe i'll catch it on the dvr at some point so like i'm legitimately excited for the season finale to see where it goes next week and on into the next season so hmm. was your dvr recording okay I know you're worried about it getting screwed up. Uh, Well, I would have missed it. I would have missed it. Was an hour. The episode was an hour and twenty five minutes. But it didn't on the DVR. It did not on the guide. It didn't change. It didn't change. Yeah. So you had to record. And I. I think. I think I know why they did this. I think because. They wanted to get an extra 25 minutes. They didn't want to expand the guide because they were. it was the season premiere of this End of the Badlands show, which mm-hmm. is an AMC show. I think they wanted people to DVR that for their ratings and stuff. So people have to go back and watch that and boost their ratings for this End of really? the Badlands. That's, what I, that's my conspiracy theory. I think that's wow, what happened. Wow, I bet you're right. Because it's they're going to go back mm-hmm. and get those numbers for End of the Badlands, but half of that first half of that that first half hour that that it showed was walking dead stuff how are they allowed to do that that seems wrong well they even like even on the talking we live in a world where it's all about elizabeth holmes can create you know right (laughs) so i was thinking about that today and i'm like I think they did that on purpose. They probably did. They probably did that so they could boost their numbers on their season premiere of mm. Into the Badlands or whatever that show was. So, Mm-mm. Because normally when they have an extended episode of The Walking Dead, it adjusts for that yes, in the guide. I know. Like it'll be an hour and I eight remember minutes saying or an hour you. and 15 minutes. But this one, yeah. coincidentally, and they even made an apology on The Talking Dead. He came on and said, oh... Uh, if you we want to we want to make an apology right now. We understand some of you had problems with may have had problems with your recorder. If you didn't watch past because it the episode there was a commercial conveniently at the hour mark, so I uh-huh. didn't miss anything because I recorded oh, the next you, show. Okay, yeah, yeah. But had I not, and had I just been watching been it done. and not known, I would have just been done at the done hour. Though. And he said, um, "We understand some of you had problems with your recorder. You needed to record the." The next thing, it, there's an extra 25 minutes. So if you haven't watched the next 25 minutes of the episode, don't watch this because it's going to spoil. So that's my conspiracy theory, and I'm being irrational. I think they, AMC did that on purpose to boost the ratings of Into the Badlands because they normally 
account I for think you're right. that stuff. I think that I'm, I'm all Woo! in. Breaking I'm, down walls. I'm all in on that. You I will me. never watch Into the Badlands now just because of that. You got, you got me sold on whatever you're selling over there. Boom. Whatever company you're starting, I'm all in. Catalina Wine Mixer. I don't, I don't need to see the demo or anything. It's I'm the all Catalina in. Wine Mixer. <laughs> Pow! Saying pow. <laughs> pow. Pow pow. What do you want, Brennan? It's my uh, online poker time. I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Yeah, I think it's time. Thank you so much for listening. Those of you who stuck with us this whole time. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit different from uh, the direction we normally take it, but we really enjoyed the documentary we watched and mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, if you want to follow us or comment or get a get in touch with us. Get in touch with us on our Facebook page. It is Drink It Over. Um, the Instagram you can follow us at is Drink It Overcast. Email us if you want to email us. It is drinkitovercast at gmail.com. You can follow us on iTunes. We update automatically. So when a new episode goes up, it goes right to wherever your iTunes goes to. So if it's your phone or your computer, you're going to get a notification saying, Drink It Over has just posted a new episode or something cute like that. So (laughs) give us a subscription. Give us a rating. Let us know we're doing good. If there's things we can improve on, let us know. But we're having fun, so hopefully you're having fun with us. Anything to leave us on? Happy birthday, Thank you. (laughs) 21 years young. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.